happy to have Jonathan Sines back on the air with me. You know, Jonathan is the founder and the president of Texas Values. They are found online at txvalues.org. And uh, I mentioned before that uh, they sent they put out a press release on Friday talking about the Reopen Texas plan started on Friday and also uh Information from Governor Abbott about uh, churches reopening as well. Haven't had a chance to talk to Jonathan since all this uh, COVID-19 hysteria started. So this is my first conversation. Jonathan, how you doing? Good afternoon. Good afternoon, Dave. Good to be with you. Yeah, so I imagine this is making your life even busier. I mean, how? Uh, let, let me just start off by asking, because like I said, I haven't talked to you about this. What is your, either from a personal or a professional standpoint, what, what is your overall feel about uh, the, the COVID-19 overblown? It's a legitimate, uh, you know, uh, you know, crisis. What, what, what do you think? Well, first of all, it's good to be with you again. I mean, you know, our organization does work in the state of Texas and all 254 counties. And so we're like a lot of people. This, you know, came out of nowhere. At least, you know, there wasn't a lot of preparation for some of the things that we've been seeing. And so we've just been doing our best to try to meet the needs of people as they come about. But, you know, we also recognize there are kind of, you know, I don't know if there are two camps of thought or just a variety of opinions on how things are going and and how things should or shouldn't be handled from a day-to-day basis. And so I think one thing that has been interesting during this time is the opportunity for people to learn more about the life issue, to learn more about the importance of religious liberty. One of the things that Governor Abbott did early on to try to address the concerns, the health concerns and so on, to make sure we had enough hospital beds, was that they suspended and halted uh, medical procedures that weren't medically necessary. Well, it turns out our attorney general said that included abortion facilities. And so for about 14, if not 15 days or so, for the first time, I think, since Roe v. Wade, there were no abortions being allowed in the state of Texas. And we estimate that there are about 140 abortions or so every day, unfortunately, based on 2017 statistics. That is possibly 2,000 lives, if not more, that were saved. And we, uh, that case went to court. The abortion industry sued the state of Texas. We supported the governor. We filed a brief at the Fifth Circuit Court of Appeals, and we're victorious. Um, We all got a victory on that, if you will, on the life side and certainly the side we advocated for in court. And so, you know, that's a good thing, in our opinion, in in light of all that was happening and try to adjust uh, this. And, And as well, when some of these things happen, we had a lot of pregnancy centers, Dave, that were asking us, how do we navigate this? Our local government is saying this, but the state said that. And so, we put together a legal analysis letter so pro-life pregnancy centers would know that they are essential services and they can still meet those needs of women and children. And so we got a lot of those great resources on our website, txvalues.org. But the big issue or, you know, kind of a bigger issue in the past week or so is as these things relate to churches and religious liberty. And I'd love to talk about that, too. Yeah, let, let me. I want to ask about churches in a second, but uh, well, let me ask you about the, the the businesses and what exactly happened on Friday, uh, uh, and how perhaps that compares to what other states are doing. I know you focus on Texas, but I, you know, can't help but see what's happening in California and Michigan. Of course, has gotten a lot of uh, bad press with uh, their, their 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 governor, who uh, seems to be imposing some pretty draconian measures, and people are starting to uh, rise up. Um, how, how what what exactly 
is has Governor Abbott done? And um, I, it's only been really in effect for a couple of days now. But give us a, a summary of, uh, of of his policy in, in regard yeah, to businesses. Well, absolutely. No, absolutely. And, and look, the governor had a press conference last Monday uh, around this time. And a lot of people are wondering what's going to happen. What's he going to announce? Uh, because there were certain things that, the, um, you know, that businesses were allowed to be to very limited drive through services for restaurants and things of that nature. Some people were considered essential services. And so they almost I don't want to say they went across the board, but they went quite um, broader with where related to retail. So if you're a restaurant, if you're um, a movie theater, uh, museums, parks, all this kind of stuff, they started to open up, but particularly places that had buildings with a 25% capacity. Now that's important under that phase one, because if you were already allowed to open and you were considered essential service, that 25% capacity didn't apply to you. And that includes churches. I think it's important for people to know that. Um, churches were already allowed to be opened, but it was just limited in with social distancing. And so that 25% capacity does not apply to churches. Uh, even though I know some churches have decided to apply that, and they have the freedom to do that. They're not required to by the state. Um, and so that is in the phase one, though, which we heard announced last week, went into effect on May 1st. And so it also um, applied, the, the government made an announcement about um, medical workers being able to to now go back to work. There was some restrictions on that as well. And so, and look, we're looking at in, in a couple of weeks, if not um, a week now after last week, two weeks, phase two, where you get to 50% capacity. and uh, But it's a lot of information to sort through. The governor's website has a good resource. I think it's 60 pages or so, their open Texas strategy that they have laid out. But that was important because I know we saw a lot of things happening and, and being impacted because of malls that are now being able to open and other retail businesses. That's where a lot of commerce is, and that's where a lot of people use to travel, right? Also, the statewide restriction, the stay-at-home um, measure that Governor Abbott had put out that he allowed to expire, I believe, on April 30th. And so people now being able to f- more freely travel because during a lot of this, we also saw the oil business take a huge hit. Now, some of people think that was sort of coming because of some other factors in the oil business, but the timing couldn't have been worse. And so now people aren't traveling. They're not consuming it. It just really made it worse. The fact that there was starting to be a buildup of the surplus. And so, um, so that impacted that industry. But now that people are going to be traveling a little bit more, now that you can go into businesses and you've got retail opening up more, um, I think you'll see a lot of those other things that are connected to that improve. But a lot of people feel like, look, you know, we've learned a lot from this. Why not just let businesses open up and and let people decide on their own if they're safe, you know, they feel safe and comfortable. But I, I do think, um, you know, some of these dates might get shifted a little bit as the governor gets a little bit more feedback from a lot of elected officials. Uh, but I do think he's doing, uh, you know, he's working very hard to find common sense solutions. Mm-hmm. Jonathan Sines joining us from Texas Values. If you have a question for Jonathan, uh, his uh, you can call up right now, 877-757-9424. Uh, only have him on for about another 10 minutes, so if you have a question, uh, do so quickly. His website is txvalues.org. And uh, it's funny you talk about the gas. Uh, I, I, I put about half of uh, my tank, tank filled up this this morning and uh, paid like nine dollars <laughs> it's like a dollar 14 for gas is crazy and uh jonathan I, I know you're an attorney and uh, i don't know uh, i'll just ask you the question and tell me uh, some people are saying 
like the lady in Dallas, uh, uh, Slan Alamod, and other people are saying, you know, the civil authorities really had no right in the first place to close down uh, uh, businesses. Do you, are, what, what, I mean, from, from a legal standpoint, because I guess I'm not so concerned this time, but I'm thinking like, okay, next time there's, you know, somebody sneezes or there's a flu, can they just come in and start shutting down businesses again? Do, do they have a legal right to do that? Well, look, I mean, there are limited ways that the government, um, some of the governments can do some of these things, but there have been some people that have gone too far. You know, I do think that Governor Abbott has been setting a good standard to follow, even though um, I do think it's also the concerns about, you know, people wanting to have things just completely open is legitimate. Uh, my point is, I think the governor's done the best he can to do within the law what he thinks um, he's allowed to do. Um, or at least has the legal ability to do. I think some local governments have gone too far. I mean, there have been many calls we've had where you have um, local government leaders still trying to tell people that you've got to wear a mask or you're going to be punished. You can't open churches. Even though the governor has already addressed those things and made it clear that state law supersedes all those things. And I think that's very important for people to understand that um, the state level on this issue supersedes local orders. But I do think there's been legitimate concerns where you have the government uh, operating and having too much power and people allowing it to go to their heads or using excessive force or excessive measures. And I do think it's, it's also legitimate for people that have the view of, you know, if retail stores and restaurants and movie theaters and malls and all these people are opening, is there really a big difference for salons and, and haircutters? Um, you know, I, I think that's a fair point. And I do think we have to be careful in these times and make sure they are temporary. Uh, otherwise, the government, some government officials are going to let um, this power be abused or they're going to abuse it. And, and we have seen some cases of that in Texas. And I think, um, you know, what's happened with the salon over, you know, where I mean, people have already shut their businesses down, unfortunately, or felt they had to because they didn't have a lot of people coming in and they weren't they didn't have revenue coming in. Uh, but this type of government force um, and, and even like the official in Houston you know, uh, recommending people call into their government office and report people. I just think in, in some of these cases, it's gone too far. And, um, and, it, and it's really left a lot of the, you know, uh, regular public having legitimate concerns about um, the threats to their freedoms. Yeah, talk a little bit more about the the balance between the local authorities and the state authorities and even national as well. They, you know, even international. We got the World Health Organization. There's a lot of different levels uh, telling us kind of what to do. I understand, like the city of Colleyville here locally. I, I don't think, and Cecil can confirm this. I don't think they ever uh, they they were like keeping their businesses open. Yeah, and, I don't know if they ever fully shut down. Yeah, they didn't shut down. Yeah. And even from uh, an ecclesiastical standpoint, the uh, and I don't know. I know you live in Austin, John. And the way that the Dallas Diocese and the way that the Fort Worth Diocese, you know, like, for example, masses were going on in Fort Worth this last weekend, but not in Dallas. In fact, I don't think Dallas has even given us a specific time of when they're going to reopen. And so it's kind of confusing. It's like, um, who do we listen to and why we're kind of used to having things a little bit more organized? Or maybe you can just speak on that, either from the the state or the local basis. And You got the city, you got the county. It's like, who do we listen to? (laughs) Well, what? Now, look, it's, you know, I I continue to feel like the the lead needs to be taken or people need to look towards what's happening at the state government level. I mean, one thing I can tell you is that when it comes to the issues of life, religious freedom and having a robust economy, uh, economy, Governor Abbott and Attorney General Paxton are about the strongest examples 
that you'll find. As a matter of fact, if you look at what's happening in other states, I do think Texas still continues to lead or, or be in front of what other states are doing. And that doesn't mean that if people have concerns that things need to be um, opened up a little bit more and more freedom, that that's not legitimate. But if you look at it across the spectrum of the entire country, I think we still continue to lead the way. And, you know, a lot of the, the issues with the churches, I mean, you know, were, were concerns immediately. And a lot of churches felt better about doing that because they had technology to do online services, but some didn't, you know, and so some churches were having services in their parking lots and other ways. And I think the church responded pretty well. A lot of churches responded pretty well about being understanding. But I think once you got to Easter weekend, it started to get a little tough and, and since then. And so, but the, where we are now is the churches have the freedom to decide what works best for them. The government is making recommendations and guidelines that I think uh, make sense for people to follow. It, you know, they have a little bit more concern about how they operate and what the government may think about it. But I don't think there's any threat that the government's looking to shut any of the church down, at least the attorney general's office at the state level is not. Um, and so, but it's, you know, it, it can be a little bit tricky for folks. And um, I think that's why it was important for the governor to say, you know, what the state is saying is permissible supersedes these local orders. Mm -hmm. And so um, th that's where I think uh, people should continue to follow that lead because at the federal government level, they're also saying, look to your states. They're, they're producing guidelines, but as far as enforcement, they're leaving it up to the states on these types of issues. Um, you know, but some of this is a personal freedom issue, right? If the church decides, you know, churches decide when it's best for them, because they're trying to balance some concerns about health risk that I think can be legitimate in certain cases. And so, but I do think um, there, there have been many instances where the government's gone too far. And there's that balance, too, of now you start impacting people economically and their freedoms, being able to support their families, being able to have the money to pay for health care if they get sick. And, and I do think that there's a legitimate concern that in some, you know, to some extent it's gone so far to where now, um, you know, the, the shutdowns have, have led to uh, a legitimate risk, um, you know, because it's not just about people that might have health concerns just because of coronavirus. There are other things that can negatively impact people that we have to be mindful of. One thing I am grateful for, it still seems to be the number that we've saved more lives from abortion because of what the governor did in the attorney general's office during this short time than the amount of lives that have been lost. The mm. coronavirus in Texas. Yeah, that, that's a good statistic to uh, think about. Uh, Jonathan Sines joining us for a few more minutes here from Texas Values, txvalues.org. And I know, uh, Jonathan, uh, is it, tomorrow is like Giving Tuesday or something? I saw that in your website. Do you want to put a plug if people want to uh, support support <laughs> support what you guys are doing? I'm, I'm sure you're not going to say, oh, no, I don't want to talk well, about that. Well, thank you, Dave. Yeah, sir, well, certainly. You, Dave. I appreciate that. Well, and, you know, look, the, um, the there's typically a Giving Tuesday every year, if not twice a year, for nonprofit organizations. Texas Values is a 501c3 nonprofit organization. We do faith, family, and freedom work across the state. And Giving Tuesday now is tomorrow, May 5th, set up to really remind people of the value of nonprofits. I mean, our work has increased. It's been the same, if not more. And a lot of that's been providing support for nonprofit pro-life pregnancy centers, providing analysis, religious liberty analysis for churches and other religious and Christian-based nonprofits. And so we weren't really sure, you know, how this issue was going to impact us. We've been working from home, too, but we've been grateful we've been able to do the work we do. We now have 12 members of our team, and so we do have a, you know, a pretty uh, sizable budget. And in, other, in order for us to do that work to support people, the donations are, are what count and allow us to do that. I think it's a pretty good investment 
txvalues.org. You can make that tax deductible donation there. You don't have to wait till tomorrow, but surely we'll, you know, we'll be happy to receive it on Tuesday, uh, given Tuesday now. Mesa. Don't have to set your alarm for midnight and then get up and uh, do an, uh, a, a donation at midnight because uh, it's because it's all of a sudden Tuesday. All right. Uh, now, and if you, I could say one more thing, yes, is we we are still we do have one intern. We're still looking for one or two more interns. That's one way we give back too. If anybody would like to uh, can consider an internship with Texas Values during the summer or at a different time in the year, we'd love to have some great applicants from your community and you would want them to 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 move to austin or do you need them to be no no, okay stay stay in north texas work remotely um we'd love for them to move to austin if they have the ability but they can work remotely and we've got information at txvalues.org under the uh, info or opportunities tab i believe um on that I'm not going to make the crack about why would anybody leave north texas to go to austin okay i'm not i'm not going to say that okay because that would be very distasteful (laughs) <laughs> well, that's what, but you know, that's what happened to me, right? Remember yeah. when I oh, lived yeah. there with you? Captain? Oh, I, I remember. Oh, yeah. <laughs> hey, but so uh, that's where, hey, you're, 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 you know, dealing with government and that's kind of <laughs> like the capital of the state. So, you know, you got to live there. So no, I, I understand you're an exception, but, uh, hey, uh, always good to talk to you. Thanks so much. Anything else? Got about 30 seconds. Anything else you want to throw in other than, uh, txvalues.org is the website. Uh, anything else? Yeah. Now, look, we're not done with this issue as it relates to the government and the coronavirus and the issues we care about. We'll continue to be posting updates on our website, and we do uh, weekly videos and a weekly radio show as well that's 30 minutes, txvalues.org. God bless you all. All right. Thanks, Jonathan. Good to talk to you.